0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts and doesn't Casper sound better, guys? I probably sound better than last week, <laughs> but I am prob- I still sound pretty rough. If you guys uh, listen to
1: our episode with Tony Wash, we desperately did not want to reschedule again for the 456 millionth time, so... um, <laughs> We barreled through COVID and all, and uh, yeah, but um, we're together again. We are together again. Um, I'm not um, contagious anymore. And I I've have... already,
0: I've already had it twice. So at this point, I'm just sort of like, <laughs> man, whatever. I do apologize for this because it's going to happen. Um, there will be some occasional coughing. So I cannot get rid of this. Everybody. This this part of it, it lingers, and if any one of you have had COVID, you know this lingers Forever. the second time i got it that was the worst part was a fucking cough
1: for like seven days it would not <laughs> i feel like it i'm is, sorry i had to throw a ring reference in there it just would not i go feel away. like
0: it's the omicron's like it's like a death grip that the omicron has where it's like oh omicron COVID in disguise i'm sorry i couldn't it literally <laughs> it so- sounds it sounds like a as call. As soon
1: as the name came out, I was like, "Is this another Transformers sequel?" Because how many of these fucking movies have they made? There's Is Shia coming back for this one. There's another Is Shia one. Shia coming back for Transformers Omicron Nine. Is he coming? Omicron Nineteen. Is he coming back? Please, somebody. It? Omicron Nineteen. Well, and for all my Futurama lovers out there, me and my husband were straight up like, "Oh my god, Omicron Percy on They straight up took this
0: fucking <laughs>
1: Futurama. Like, we we were dying. So, anybody that's a Futurama fan out there, we were just like, y'all, they literally- kept- Did you guys take this from a 90s cartoon?
0: Like, what They the literally fuck? kept getting their names from a beer. <laughs> a fucking flight. That was Delta, wasn't it? A fucking flight Delta Omega. I'm surprised they didn't keep going with the- So, we had beer. It's a fraternity. We need a step team. Um, so, we had beer. We had a front house. And we had a transformer. So- I swear. (laughs) I am done with this panini. Omega Beta Zeta. (laughs) What is that from? Scream. Scream. That's right. Omega Beta Zeta? Sarah Michelle Gellar Sarah Michelle Geller. She
1: was like, hello? And then he popped out. Because remember, I was like, if she says Omega Beta Zeta, one more guy.
0: Oh my god!
1: <gasps> I couldn't resist. So I got honestly. my sister. One of my favorite parts of that
0: whole. Movie. I got my sister so cracked up today because oh I was calling god. her to ask her a question, and she answered the phone, and I said hello, <laughs> and she said hello, <laughs> and I was I was like I know I sound worse <laughs> than I feel. No. <laughs> also, COVID brain fucking sucks. Like, that is also a lingering thing that happens if you have COVID, is COVID brain. And the best way that I could describe it, if you haven't experienced this, it's it's like you're daydreaming constantly. You're, like, in this dreamlike state where nothing is real. See, I couldn't handle that because I already have ADD. (laughs) It's almost, if I I, can describe it to you, it's literally... I disassociate enough already that. that I don't need, I don't need. If I could describe Guys, you it wouldn't to be you, able to do this podcast. I disassociate enough already. Listen, like, time has no meaning. It just... Listen, I did not truly understand disassociation until this motherfucking shit. Yeah. I was starting to disassociate during my healing process and my trauma stuff. Oh, I yeah, would notice yeah, there were times I would disassociate. But this is on a whole other level. This is, like, disassociating to the point where I'm, like, I looked at my... He- listen. I looked at my hand earlier today and was like, is that real? Like, am I looking at my hand right now? Like, it is the strangest. I don't even know how to describe it. I have never felt like this on a constant basis in my life. Where when I wake up, I still feel like I'm dreaming. Time has no meaning anymore like when i'm at work time is ruined i literally yeah. will go three hours and not have done anything yeah and my brain my brain's like oh my god you haven't like you just been sitting here like what are you doing like and my brain's like you what the fuck is i'm the queen of that i hate that shit <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have covid brain and i'm no, like, i
1: just it's just neurodivergence ugh. baby um. Yeah, sometimes Sometimes mine will be really quick. And then sometimes, uh, you know, because hubby always points it. Oh, I've done it in front of him <laughs> so many times. And it's funny where he's just like, hey, where'd you go? And I'm just like, what? And he's like, you were gone for a
0: minute. And I was like, oh. Alex asked me a full on question. I'm like, I don't know. When was that? That was Sunday. That was Saturday or Sunday. She asked me a full on question. Oh, yeah. That was too. looking right at me. Yeah. And I, she's like. Yep, honey, and I was like,
1: "Huh." I'm so glad I didn't get this because I, <laughs> I can't, I can't possibly zone out and disassociate any more than I do now, or I would not be functioning like a human. <laughs> I it would is, have to set an alarm every hour. I have to write everything down everywhere. I do that already, and I still fuck
0: up. It is so. It is the strangest thing I have ever. That's honestly, pardon me. That's honestly been the worst part of this whole thing. Is my mind? Yeah. Like it. I never understood because I've had the flu. I've had many, you know, ailments where I've been sick, but I've never felt like. See, this I got in the flu. Mind. I got the
1: flu so bad. Everything she's describing is when I had the flu really bad four years ago, and that's why I told her. I said, unless I had like COVID eighteen, I, uh, I, I was, I was so jacked up, and I, the brain fog was. So nuts that I got it in January of 2018 and literally didn't start feeling like an actual human being again until, like, May or June of that year. So it took a good almost five to six months. Yeah, see, I would not need that shit. I finally felt like I was a functioning human being again Um, because the fatigue and brain fog was unreal. Like, I did not want to get out of bed and do anything. Like, that just—it was nuts. It was fucking— insane yeah that was a, that was the worst sick i ever got i think I, I i keep wondering if i still have antibodies from that and that's why covid wasn't that bad because i still got these four year old flu antibodies that are like nah bitches we're still in here fighting we are ruthless motherfuckers It's like nwa in this bitch <laughs> we're like straight out of Compton, like I and was wise. able,
0: I think what made me more, most mad, and I even said this last week, was that I went two and a half years. <laughs> I went two and a half years. You know, you probably this did. Shit.
1: You probably had it. But see, like I told you, I had it the first time and had no symptoms. was a thousand percent asymptomatic. I'm wondering. If... And then the second time and I I, told it, I actually this. got sick. I told so. Alex
0: this. I said, I wonder if I was asymptomatic to 19 and Delta
1: yeah but because
0: omicron is more of an endemic and it's more yeah omicron is basically
1: the flu yeah it's basically the flu so that's why everybody's getting omicron so i was like in the flu season i'm wondering
0: if i just couldn't fight that one off yeah like that one was just too much yeah but i was like i had 19 probably god i hope
1: we don't get that stupid fucking COVID banner on spotify but anyway continue Please, please don't. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out there because like every podcast, there's so many podcasts that I really, really enjoy where literally that's not even what the podcast is about. It's just COVID gets brought up and they talk about it five, 10 minutes tops. And it's got a giant COVID banner over the episode. So (laughs) I'm I'm about, (laughs) I'm about getting sick of that. Like I don't, I, yeah, they're, they're, they're plastering it on. They do it on Instagram. There was a guy, there was a comedian's video, a reel that I was on my For You page where all the guy said was the word vaccine. He wasn't even talking about COVID. He was just talking about vaccines. And they slapped that fucking COVID banner like on. And they put it in the weirdest spot where it like covers up half the, it's so dumb.
0: I just need this all to stop. Could we just stop? Well, everyone, that, everyone's talking about how covid's ramping up again and it's obvious it's it's flu season it's it's going to be ramping up it's, again but I'm telling you right now it's not that
1: it's ramping up again guys
0: it is endemic
1: like viruses do yes it's and it's not, not going to go away it's not it's, it's not le- just, this one is not lethal this you one know, is just if you're listen if you're immune compromised or elderly of course take the necessary precautions like you would with anything else. Exactly. if you're a pretty well healthy younger person like we are, you know, you just, it's the, listen, getting sick fucking sucks, okay? I mean.
0: Any type of sickness. Nobody
1: wants to get sick. Nobody wants to get a
0: cold. Nobody wants
1: to get a sinus infection. Nobody wants to get fucking flu. Nobody wants to get Omicron Perseon. Nobody wants to fucking get it, but you know, it's like, it's, at this point, it's endemic like any other virus. And, you know, you just fucking, some people might get it bad, some people won't. You know, like, up until 2018, I didn't have, I'd never had the flu. I'd had colds. I had, like, I would get, like, random colds and sinus infections. But I never had, like, the full-on, took me the fuck out, yeah. I'm in bed, what
0: the fuck. I, Honestly, that, I'll that, be straight up- nuts i'll be straight up honest with you when i had the flu i think i had type a um i had both strain. i had type a and b and that's fuck. what fucked me up and i was also and, like my my immune
1: system see i take i take like a billion vitamins now and take way better care of myself than i did four years ago when so I, I think that played a role in it too as i wasn't oh taking,
0: yeah i wasn't taking care when of myself. i had the flu because same like yeah when i had the actual flu i want to say it was 2017 or 2018 I never had the flu. That flu before. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. That was so much worse than this. So much worse oh, than I felt this. Awful. I yeah. felt like garbage. Yeah. Now with this one, I had two days where I was pretty down. I, I did feel like trash. But, um, with that one, it was every day. I had a fever for three days. COVID. Yeah. I didn't have a fever for that long. I had it for probably about a day and a half. Um. To the point where I literally could not get out of bed. Yeah. COVID, I could get out of bed. I got almost tired. Getting a shower, honestly, winded me. And I was tired. But not to the point where with the flu, I literally could not move. I was like, I hurt. I didn't have aches with this. I think there were like a few. I had aches with the flu. Oh, yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) I did not have aches with this. Had the
0: aches, had the sweats. But see, my girlfriend poor thing, had more of the stomach flu side of COVID. Her stomach was hurting. Uh, she had migraines to the point where she could barely even like lift her head up. Um, she had horrific aches and pains. And I was over here with the sinus infection part of it. Um, but I know with the flu as well, with the stomach flu, you can get that. Um, she never did throw up, but she I had the shits, which is a COVID symptom. But the the fucked up thing is, is that it's like everything's a COVID symptom now. So <laughs> what it's like is my, this every day? My big toe hurts. Is this every day, it's or is this bin. actually COVID? You know, right. you never know. But like, it was honestly terrible. Like, I felt so
1: bad uh, too because Aunt Flo was in town when. That's always the worst when you're sick. Literally, it's like, don't fuck yourself. Bitch. I'm like,
0: I am. tired. Why do you have to be
1: here right now? I don't need you. I need you to take a rain check. I need you to come back later.
0: <coughs> and you know I'm very like thankful. definitely come back, but I need you to come back later. I'm very thankful for my <laughs> job. Uh, my job had a an emergency PTO for COVID. Yay. Um, five and a half days. So I sent them a picture of my positive test, and I was able to get a lot of last week off and rest. Um, I know a lot of you were thinking, when you work at home, I am telling you, sitting up for more than an hour, I was so tired. You can't I...
1: work, listen, even if you, I don't, I don't want to hear that argument that just because you work from home, when you are sick, you can't function. No, I couldn't. Let I alone was... work from home, leave home, whatever. You can't function as a
0: human, let alone do anything. So, Like, God I was grateful job for I was grateful for the fact that I was able to actually go visit my girlfriend. For real,
1: all jobs need to do that because
0: when you're sick, your body needs to rest. Right? And like... More than a day. (laughs) Me and Alex got to be COVID buddies because we both had it. Yay! Um, But I was grateful that I was actually had Literally, I drove over there... And laid in her bed. Also, let me. I just was throw so this out. fucking tired. Let me
1: throw this out here real quick to everybody because there's been more studies that have been ramped up about this, but I've literally known this since late 2020. People that are vitamin D deficient, and there is a huge, huge population of the country that is got are getting COVID, even Omicron worse. Please start taking vitamin D supplements. I beg people to take vitamin D supplements. It's especially if you're when we get in those winter months where the sun won't be out and we're really going to need it. it. And listen, it's just, vitamin D is just good overall for your mental health. It, it really, it just, it helps. It, it really, really, really does. There's been a, there's been way too many studies out there to say otherwise. It's not a placebo effect. It really, really works. And I really think that's what keeps people, now listen, it's not going to keep you from getting it. But um, I really think it's what kept my symptoms as, as low as they were, none at all, and for a lot of other people. So I really urge people to take vitamin D supplements. They, out of all of them, they're not that expensive. No, a multivitamin does not count. You need to take actual vitamin D supplements, and you need to take at least 1,000 units or more.
0: So I See, I, really I take urge... a vitamin, I take a multivitamin, and I, I still, with this... I still took enough. vitamin D. Yeah. I took vitamin C. Yes. Um, because vitamin it's, it's just not a given enough. given to
1: take, but vitamin D, definitely. People need to take vitamin D. It especially helps. Especially if you struggle with your mental health. It really, really, really
0: helps. And by the way, probiotics were really good with COVID, um, too. So, yeah. probiotics are great. Please take probiotics. Everybody needs to be <laughs> probiotics and vitamin D. But anyway. Everybody. <laughs> there is your
1: COVID...
0: Overview. And please, Spotify gods, don't give us a COVID banner. Please don't. Let's please not do that. But anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. It's not. We were just talking about it because it's been a shitty week. Um. So anyway, but I'm you guys, gonna need the last half of this year to get it together. Get your fucking shit Cause we together. Need to get it together. Okay. Oh,
1: by the way, um, thank you for all the well wishes I got from everybody. Our anniversary was wonderful. Um, we've been married ten years. <coughs> um and uh we yeah. had a wonderful time the cabin was amazing we had a really really they really went
0: good to the time. same cabin that
1: me and Alex did <laughs> it's so funny because i told them about it um but of course we wanted it specifically booked for our our, our, our anniversary so um they went before us so it was nice because i got to have an idea of what it was like and we loved it we loved every bit of it it was everything we needed and uh Definitely wasn't long enough, but um you you gotta have that break <laughs> when we needed it. So thank you for everybody that uh wished us happy anniversary and it was it was really, really, really appreciated. So thank you. Yes. Ten more years. Here's to ten more and ten more and ten more. <laughs> and more and more and more and more and more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Alex were talking about it the other day. If you can believe it, we've almost known each other a year.
1: Oh. Which
0: there's a part of me that's like it's only been a year? And then there's another part of me that's like, holy fuck, it's been a year? Let me tell you guys right now, 10 years, it, uh, it
1: the days stay long, the years go by so fast. 10 years is nuts. Well, yeah, because my uh, 10-year-old niece was two months old when Oh wow. We got married. She was two months old. Oh, my God. I was like... she's as tall as i am and i can't handle it
0: listen and we wear
1: the same size shoe listen joel And people think we're sisters people think we're sisters people think we're sisters
0: joel wears bigger i'm 28 shoes than years me. older than her joel wears bigger shoes than me and he's taller than me now it's official it's officially happening. i hate it stop it i'm, I'm gonna need this just to stop and i love when i walk up to him and he's like hey chicken and i'm like no one gave you permission? Listen, that's to...
1: my husband's nephew now. No one gave you permission to talk to me like that. He's, Do you understand? He's taller than my husband. And it's straight up, hey, guys. And you're like, first of all, he's t- totally baby Huey. And I feel I feel <coughs> so bad for boys that are in a body like that. Where you're, you're literally a child and you're in a grown man's body and you have no idea what's going on. I feel so sorry. I feel so sorry for him. They're so confused. And they're going to be confused like that for at least the next 10 years. And I just... If you have boys, I'm so sorry. Joel is I'm literally...
0: So he's literally 13 and he's if taller than boys, me. If you have boys, I'm so sorry. So he's got to be at least 5'7 yeah, or 5'8. 14. And he's 13. He'll be 14 in March. Yeah, his if he's 14 yeah 14
1: like what and he's taller than my husband yeah and straight up like hi and you're like yeah i told joey needs to stop and i'm like i can't handle this i can't handle you having. i a need girl- you i can't
0: handle you being a child and having a grown man's body like i can't deal with i this. can't handle you having a man's voice either and like, that I too i don't fucking care for that fuck off
1: yeah oh it's why does it seem to happen so quick too it's so fast
0: there was one day I saw him. He sounded like a child, and then yes. the next time I, so I saw him, like, he's Hi. like, hey.
1: And you're like, <laughs> "My voice still hasn't changed yet.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> my voice is. I'm still going through puberty. <laughs> Just to let you know, apparently I am. I'm gonna be fucking thirty listen,
1: when you're premenopausal. I guess it's like going through puberty again because I'm. I'm really sick and tired. Of getting this, like, weird acne eczema on an almost 40-year-old face. You got eggs. I'm so tired of it. Listen. You got eggs? Listen. My um, my cousin's little boy says it like that. Stop. He's four. You got eczema? And my uncle, his grandpa, was like, he will literally tell you. He goes, my eczema's flaring up. He's four. You know, go, my eczema. My eczema's just flaring up That's a little so bit. That's so adorable. And it says, Eggs eggs you got on, eggs and i'm just like i literally can't but i i really need the the acne at does he also say in eggshells to
0: stop in eggshells sees dayo no that's amazing though i have heard an actual <laughs> child at my old church they would say in in eggshells in eggshells sees Deo. No, honey. that's. I'm like, that's not correct. <laughs> but you can say that's, it that you way. You can that's say fine. it like that up to the point. And then... Um, Anisha... An eggshell sees... <laughs> sees
1: what? Um...
0: What does the eggshell see? <laughs> egg see? What does the eggshell
1: see? Yeah, but I'm I'm tired of that. I hate... I I hate this. I hate being... I, I hate it. I just... I wish I wish it would just figure out what the fuck's going on. Because I'm like, I'm, I never even through puberty, didn't have acne. And now my face just and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I can't this can't be happening right now. <laughs> I'm gonna need this to, I need you to figure out what the fuck's going on because <laughs> i I'm, no, I'll tell you I'm what. asking my fifteen year old niece what kind of Acne products she uses because I've literally never had to use anything.
0: Sometimes <laughs> like, sometimes I do get right, like right here. I've got one. Yeah. It's like so what, weird. What the hell are what you doing? You mother- Hello, motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite. Hello, mother- Hello, mother- motherfucker. Alright, my dudes. I, I my guess God. we could get started with the episode. Um Yeah. So we're talking about Ben in Black tonight. I know. We've been Trying to bring this episode to you guys. We've been trying to talk about
1: this for like Um, the last three months. We're kind of playing catch up with uh, some of these uh, old, some of these episodes that we were supposed to record, but did not. Um, So who saw the men in black is the 2021 documentary on Tubi That I actually just watched again today. Uh, And just to give you guys a real quick uh, synopsis. um, Well, first of all, one of the main... um, it is the be documentary that um, talks all about uh, men in black sightings and is actually... So there's not really a narrator, um, was what I was meaning to say, but uh, basically the main host of it is uh, Richard Dolan. I have seen Richard Dolan on several different documentaries about UFOs and alien abductions. He's... Kind of been a prominent, um, I guess if you want to call him a UFOologist, for many, many, many years. And uh, so he's kind of the central sort of host of of the documentary itself. Um, it's directed by Darcy Weir. And IMDb just gives kind of a quick synopsis um, regarding it. It says, many have reported their own men in black experiences and eyewitness accounts since the beginning of UFO cover-up history. Mysterious men who seem to always show up right after credible UFO events, what are their motives? Explore the true history of men in black events from the 1940s until now with Richard Dolan and Mike uh, Ricksecker, Richard Doty, we'll get into more about him later, John Burroughs and many experiencers and other researchers. Credible witnesses to UFO events always report the same pattern of activity Uh, In events afterward, these events similarly recall an encounter with strange men who proved to have an interest in coercing witnesses to stay quiet about what they experienced. Do these men work for some shadowy department of the government, or are they not of this world? Being watched, stalked, followed by foot or car, and harassments by any means necessary seem to be common attributes to men in Black encounters. Throughout history, their tactics have evolved, though. We now understand famous UFO debunkers and skeptics may have been supported by the military to close the lid on the UFO topic. Fake news and infiltration of the UFO research community becomes their next target. It seems this also can be proven to be true through Richard Doty's involvement. Um, And we'll get more into about Richard Doty later, as I mentioned. So uh, I took some notes from the documentary because, and they basically just kind of give you a timeline of how the documentary goes. Um, it's about, a, about an hour and 14 minutes. And of course, it uh, starts, you know, obviously the most famous one, 1940, March of 1947, was the uh, Roswell incident. Everybody's very familiar with the Roswell incident. But one incident that not many people are familiar with is one that actually happened in June of 1947, three months after Roswell That was called the maury island incident that involved harold doll um so this is actually one of the earliest (coughs) men in black encounters with someone who experienced ufo activity (coughs) and so maury island is in washington state and um in the puget sound most people are familiar with that if they live in that part of the country uh there were claims made by Fred Chrisman, who was a fighter pilot, and Harold Dahl of falling debris and threats by men in black following sightings of unidentified objects. Uh it was it was over the sky in Maury Island, and it was actually June 21st, of 1947. So some <coughs> quick background. Um Kenneth Arnold in June of 1947 was a private pilot that claimed to see a string of nine unidentified flying objects flying past Mount Rainier um, at speeds of a minimum 1,200 miles per hour. So uh, 10 days later, his co-pilot and stewardess reported witnessing unidentified objects in the North uh, Pacific Northwest. So there had just been repeated sightings all around that part of the area. And as most people know, if you're familiar with UFO sightings... A lot of them seem to happen around army bases or like nuclear power plants or just anywhere that there's some kind of uh, technology or military, anything like that available. There's a So um, when Harold Dahl was interviewed a month after his sighting, he said uh, that he was steering a patrol boat and on board... Um, they noticed six very large donut-shaped aircrafts. Uh, he further claimed that one of the objects began... Um, yeah, he was steering a patrol boat. So as... Okay, he claimed that one of the objects began spewing forth what seemed like thousands of newspapers from somewhere on the inside of its center. These newspapers, which turned out to be a white type of very light weight material, metal... Flutter to the earth. Now this is very similar to that famous picture that the one uh, guy, I God, I forget his name. And he was they tried to discredit him so much after this because he later, when he was older, said no, that was not a piece of a weather balloon. I was holding up pieces that came from this aircraft. Oh yeah, what was was his name? Yeah, but I mean, like that metal that he, that's exactly what this sounds like. Yeah. That's exactly what this sounds like. So Dahl reported that the substance... (laughs) resembled <laughs> lava rocks when it fell on the boat. It broke his workers his co-worker's arm and killed his dog. doll's Dahl, superior officer, Fred Chrisman. Every time you say that, I always think you're gonna say Christmas. I know. Every and and time. I want to say Raoul doll and it's not, it's not 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 that guy. Not really Wonka to the chocolate factory. <laughs> um he also claimed that he was later uh, approached by a man in black and told not to talk about the incident. Chrisman was interviewed, reported having recovered debris from Maury Island and having witnessed an unusual craft. So with further investigation, um, with the fighter pilot that noticed debris and everything else, there were interviews conducted, um, the FBI proceeded to investigate and said that it was a hoax, of course. Uh, they noted that uh, Harold stated, Harold Dahl stated that if questioned by the authorities, he was going to say it was a hoax because he did not want any further trouble over the matter. I mean, they were so they were so disturbed by these men in black visit- visitations and like literally being threatened um, to the point that like their phones were tapped. It it was, they just wanted to make it go away, Like they literally didn't want to talk about it anymore. Um, What's crazy to me is that it's been concluded as a hoax. Joe Nickel, who is a really famous skeptic, has often said that um, <coughs> it was a hoax and that the Men in Black thing was debunked. <coughs> um,
0: I'm so sorry, everyone. Genuinely, I'm very sorry. <laughs> so the uh, Majestic 12, which is an
1: organization that gets brought up in a lot of conspiracy theories. It's allegedly a code name for uh, a committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials that was formed in 1947 by U.S. President Harry Truman to facilitate and recover investigation of alien spacecrafts. The concept originated and was first leaked by UFOologists in 1984. The FBI says it's completely bogus. I literally don't believe anything the FBI says. Um, that's just my personal opinion. This is Becky's personal opinion. Uh, the Majestic 12 remains popular among some UFO conspiracy theorists and the concept has appeared in popular culture. Um, so it's, it's apparently, uh, documents that reveal a committee of 12 that were authorized by Harry S. Trulman in 1952 to explain the crash in Roswell, um, in 1947. So, they continue to try to cover up and um, they say Majestic 12 isn't true. But essentially what, listen, I I cannot, it, there's just, there's not enough out there for me to believe that there aren't some workings within our government that haven't in some way tried to cover up, I think. More or less, if you believe and listen to Bob Lazar's story, that really what they're what they've been trying to do is back engineer alien technology, and that's what they don't want people to know. I think it's more. I don't think it's as much as they don't want us to know about aliens or abductions or 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 visitations or things like that, because we all know that's happened. But it's it's really our government and other governments that are back engineering alien they are trying really hard to back engineer um alien
0: technology and i think it's more
1: that that they don't want to get out
0: well it was it was 2020 was it 2020 or 2021 when the government was like oh hey by the way aliens are real toward the ends of toward the ends of 2020 well what they were
1: doing was it wasn't so much that they were saying aliens were real it was There, there were more, and that's kind of what started this men in black thing is there were so many reported, and this has gone on for a long time since Roswell, that fighter pilots, and I mean, really credible military men that have had an extensive long line of military service and aircraft and pilot experience that were just constantly over years and years and years and years and years 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 reporting of seeing alien spacecrafts. Like they're like, we have seen flying saucers. We've seen, I mean, there's, there's, there's countless, there's countless, and every single one of these pilots, they've either discredited, dismissed, said that they made it up, Um, pilots forced to say that they made it up, I mean, they were forced to, they had, they said, you'll be stripped of all your credentials, your entire military record ruined, life ruined, Um, some men have killed them, committed suicide. There, there's just been, it's been countless. So I think what started to happen was, is they couldn't ignore it anymore. The technology has gotten any even better. And really it was commander Fravor with the, with the tic-tac video. I mean, there was no denying this video and what had happened. And once this video was released, it was really more that commander Fravor was willing to be so open and honest about it and would not stop talking about it. See, a lot of these guys would talk about it. And then immediately be silenced. He was, he would not stop talking about it. He went on every podcast, on every news show and everywhere he could, because he's like, I know what this is. And the, the government needs to stop denying they know what this is. So that, that it was really, I think more or less because of him. And there was another gentleman too, where they were like, you can't keep ignoring this. And you can't keep telling people that this is a goddamn weather balloon or they made it up. Like, the fact that these things they they mess with their radar systems, they they can't they they're literally like following them, they're tracking them. You can't explain away this type of technology. I really think they want to hide I think a lot more of what we're seeing now is our governments technology where they used alien technology that they back engineered and stuff we're seeing now is stuff we aren't meant to see and that's why they're trying to cover it up i think it's more or less that now i really really do it does make sense i do believe what commander fravor saw was was real i but i i'm really starting to think more that it's and I think that's what causes, I think that's what's causing a lot of these men in black sightings are where, they're, that's where originally a lot of these men in black sightings were coming from, was trying to cover it up and I think try to keep the Majestic 12 thing a secret. They don't want people, you know, I think there's just a lot of things that. Listen, I think if a lot has taught us in the last couple of years is there's a lot of things that the government doesn't want us to know. What? And not even in the last couple of years. That's been something that's been well known for a long time. I just think more people are waking up to it in the last couple of years. And I think that when you know when you start realizing like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit, you're not going to believe you can't be bullshitted anymore. And I'm definitely a firm believer that there that there would be people that would actively be trying to cover up. Uh our military technology. I I really do. I think there's a, there's a firm, you know, if you're I don't I think at this point they could care less if you saw an alien or if you saw an alien craft. They don't want you to see what we've been working on and yeah. what we're trying to back engineer. That's what they don't want people to know. And I think that makes more sense. But back before all of this, I really think more of it had to do with also just the timing of uh you got to think in like 1947 with World War II, like nuclear. It's really more nuclear technology was starting to ramp up. And the fact that we were literally setting off atomic bombs and they're like, yo, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, wh- what are you doing? Um, I mean, guys, if you don't just... Look into atomic bombs. It's, uh, you know, I, listen, I just, I don't know. I still wouldn't go to Vegas. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere near those deserts if I was people. That stuff is, if you test the ground soil right now, it's still radioactive. Just right outside of Vegas. That's going to be radioactive forever. Like, Chernobyl, that shit doesn't just go away. And there were so many atomic bombs. There were so many that they... There were so many atomic bomb tests. There are it's, so it's, many. You guys
0: ever played Fallout 4? Like,
1: oh my god. It's like
0: real life Fallout 4. There yeah. were
1: so many. <laughs> I mean, so many. the atomic... Like, that, that soil is gonna be... That's going to be radioactive forever. Like, that's, it's, it's, it's always, it, it just always is. And that's. <sighs> so, yeah, I going. definitely think. That's a good song.
0: That's um, a great song. So, then they
1: move on to 1952 when a majority of UFOs seen so far that year, they're, they're, like, in 1952, it was really ramping up in UFO sightings. And this was according to Project Blue Book. Um, there were UFOs seen famously over Washington, D.C. And then they brought up a man named Albert Bender. He wrote a book in 1962 called Flying Saucers and Three Men. He served as a, he served in the the air. uh, Oh, no, don't you start. (laughs) No, mine's just that. Oh, I'm about to get you in the back of the throat. throat. Excuse me you he just trying to copy me. I see what you do. doing. I am. <laughs> you know, Bestie's got to do that. Um, <laughs> right. I got to get a drink of water. <laughs> but he served in the Air Forces. There's always a connection with the Air Force in this. Um, it really seems like there always is. Well, I mean, I like I said, these guys are always in the air. They they know flight and aircrafts better than anybody. Yeah, you're right. It's literally their whole life and what they're trained to do. Well, not their whole life, but in that service, they are put through so much training on on knowing these things and everything that I mean. I just I feel like trying to discredit people like this is just it's way too hard because they know their shit but um so albert bender he apparently had his first super, what he calls a supernatural encounter in 1953 and what he considers supernatural encounters <coughs> are um okay so he founded he founded the international flying saucer bureau it was a success at first in 1952, and then it suddenly shut down in 1953. And it was, uh, well, now apparently it was saying that, uh... oh, okay. So they were actually trying to, apparently in 1953, they were trying to call two extraterrestrials through telepathy because um, he believed that he actually had some telepathic ability. And now I have heard this. If you guys listen to Travis Walton's story, and I think even the, um, because we, well, yeah, we talked about it uh, with, uh, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, that couple that got abducted. (laughs) We literally just talked about them. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Yes. Um, the the like, almost like psychic, like that's how they communicate with you is in your mind. Like you don't actually see them talking to you, but you hear them talking to you because they're talking to you uh, telepathically. So... Um, Which is wild. Not long after that, Bender, this is another person that reported that he was visited by three men in black. He said that these men visited him in his home And that they communicated with him telepathically. Now, this is where I think it's one of these instances where there's been reports that either men in black are actual people or like actual humans. And not only that, but they are um, other alien races that our government is working with that look because that was something that Travis Walton talked about. That there is a race of we we are so commonly used to the grays, but there is a race of aliens. That look very human. Uh, They almost look like I think they've been described very Nordic looking. They're super tall, blonde, really blonde hair, really pale skin, really bright. I mean, almost scary looking. Like I love blue eyes, but if you guys ever use that blue eyed filter on yourself, where it looks like you're you're a goddamn vampire, fake um, Jesus. Basically, yes. Okay. Even scarier though. (laughs) Like it's very like the it's they're so blue they look fake. Um so and I've I've heard that was even a description that was said in this documentary towards the end one of the more recent sightings in 2013 where a hotel worker saw um had taken pictures or video one or the other of uh again, a lot of UFO sightings over Niagara Falls. This was just one of many had taken pictures or videos and the next day called out sick and <laughs> they actually have them on uh, closed close camera footage through the hotel of these men in black walking in, and they did not look human at all. They walked very There was very something strange. very weird about the way yeah. they looked. I think they feel like they try to blend in, and I think if people weren't paying attention, they would. But I'm the kind of person that would right off Rick notice something like that. I'm so observant with things like that, that if I definitely saw two people... Walking around pale wearing suits like that, I'd be like, What the f-like, that would just look so out of place. And they looked very out of place. And one of the women they were questioning was so freaked out by them, she burst into tears. And they kept describing how unnaturally blue their eyes were and how they just really gave off this really ominous presence-like you felt like you were in some kind of danger. And they were so-they kept asking about this guy because they wanted these pictures so bad. Um, I think that was one of those inc- incidences where it was more like probably government pictures. But um so he said that these men apparently shared insights into the nature of UFOs with him. This is what Bender says happened in 53. He said these men shared the origins of UFOs. Afterwards, he became so ill that he couldn't eat for three days, and as a result of the visitations, he felt encouraged to share what he had seen with other UFO investigators, but he was refused. He suffered frequent headaches after the three men visited him and his co-workers reported that he seemed scared. His alleged experiences were recorded in They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers by Gray Barker. His experience formed the legend of the Men in Black. He did not speak of the event for nine years. And then in 1962, he wrote his book to tell his own story. He recounts the Men in Black were from another planet, like I mentioned. He published a book, but there was always speculation that it was just a dream, and he went on to manage a motel in California. Uh, Bender was not the first one, however, to report men in black sightings. Um, He reported that he had a second supernatural encounter, and um, he made a series of discoveries which led him to believe that he had finally found the truth to the UFO cover-up. He had planned to reveal his findings in an October '53 issue of the Space Review, but before the issue was published, Bender was visited by three men in black again, who had already read the unpublished report and confirmed his findings. The silencers, as he called him, scared him so bad to the point that he did not publish the report, but he left a warning: "We advise these. We advise those engaged in saucer work to please be very cautious." He then suspended publishing on his publication and dissolved the IFSB. Like, if most people don't know, every book is given an IFSB. It's, like, an official number, like, for that book that catalogs that book. And he just, like, shut down everything after these three men visited him again. Like, it freaked him out that—it freaked him out that bad. Um... More of Bender's career later on in life. Uh, He actually lived until he was 94 and passed away in 2016, of all things. Later on in his life, he found the Max Steiner Music Society, and it was joined by actors John Wayne, Fred Astaire, and Vincent Price. Um, So he was just really more involved with music after that. Um, He really didn't talk a lot about any of the men in black sightings again, it's it's believed that later on in life, he just did not talk about it anymore. He didn't mention it anymore. And I I think it was because he was terrified. I think in this instance with him, I think he was actually visited by extraterrestrials that were warning him at the time. Um, And I think he was wanting to uncover more of a government cover-up, not so much... Them being known, um, I think that's just what a lot of this bo- seems to boil down to. Is there's so much cover up as far as who these people are, where they came from, and more of what their involvement is with our government. Um, Philip Class was a known se- skeptic that possibly worked for an intelligence committee. Uh, his name gets brought up a lot when it comes to any kind of, uh, UFO research or anything like that. He was a very well-known skeptic, um, literally to the point that it's, it's believed that, um, maybe even at one point he himself was a man in black, but he completely discredited that and said he wasn't, um... But yeah, I mean, he, he just, he went out of his way to just try to debunk as many people as he could, uh, saying that they were complete frauds. And, um,
0: I know one of the things that he,
1: trying to see
0: here, literally someone has a, is blowing a leaf blower right now. And I legitimately thought my ears were ringing. Oh Yeah. I have I have interesting. I was neighbors. like, what in the hell? It's eight o'clock at I night, have bro. Interesting
1: neighbors. <laughs> um, yeah, so Philip Klass did everything he could. He was a really prominent skeptic, um, and did everything he could to discredit people that, uh, you know, even the the whole Men in Black plot. Um, now, getting into Richard Doty. Richard Doty was a special agent for the Air Force. Uh, Office of Special Investigations. He would use contact surveillance and feed disinformation to UFO researchers to discredit them. So he would actually go out of his way. There was a incident known as Dolce Base where um, in New Mexico where he kept pointing The reason why that kept being brought up is he kept redirecting um Dolce Base became the product of a conspiracy theory, claiming that there were actual alien underground facilities that existed underneath a mesa, which is a mountain peak in Dolce, New Mexico. So that there was actually an army, alien army underground facility that existed. So the claims of activity first arose from Paul Benowitz, and this was in 1979. Paul Benowitz was believed that he had um, had communications with alien aircrafts by the 80s. He believed that he had discovered a secret underground base. Um, Even to the point that uh, John Lear, who was a prominent UFOologist, claimed that... uh, there had been confirmations of this base. So it's believed, though, that he was actually being being fed false information from Richard Doty to completely discredit him. That what Richard Doty was doing as a real man in black, not one of the aliens, was actually reaching out to these UFOologists, claiming that he had real information in order to discredit them. So he was purposefully feeding them information that was completely untrue um stating that there was some type of UF UFO base uh underneath this part of New Mexico and there's never been any evidence whatsoever that's led to this um you know and at the end of the day it's really sad because it's You know, you took someone that really wanted to believe in this and believe that it was true. And there, you know, he was never given a chance to say whether or not otherwise. There was never, you know, it's just like he was just immediately discredited without (laughs) being given a chance. Um And yeah, Richard Doty pops up a lot in this. Uh, Also, Stephen Greer, he is the one I really urge people to watch uh, Unacknowledged and Disclosure. First I would watch Disclosure, then I would watch Unacknowledged. It's kind of like the sequel where he really gives a lot of information about uh, Project Blue Book and just goes more and more and more into a lot of UFO cover-up stories just within the government. And a lot of people who have been involved. Um, Mirage Men was also a really good documentary that came out in 2013. That was, it suggests that there was a conspiracy by the U.S. military to fabricate UFO folklore in order to deflect attention from classified aerospace projects. I highly recommend people see Mirage Men, <laughs> or Mirage Men because Richard Doty is featured prominently throughout an entire documentary and um i literally had never even heard of the a a f o s i like a special investigations department of the air force like why in the world would the air force need a special investigations department like that in and of itself sounds like men in black i mean it does And and then it would make sense that Instead of the more like alien beings, men in black, that these would be real men in black and government officials that would purposefully want to go in and completely discredit UFO, UFOlogists and make them look like they're crazy, especially if they're getting too close to finding out the truth. Oh, yeah. So even though there's been no evidence that there's that there's not an actual base, um, Richard Dolan, the one that's kind of hosting the documentary that you see a lot, talks about how. Other people that have lived in that area their whole lives have talked about some really weird stuff, and then they featured one guy on the Tubi documentary specifically that he says he's worked for government. He would not get into what kind of work he did or like what type of government work that he even that he worked in, but he even talked about how when he interviewed people that lived in Dolce Besa or lived in Dolce, New Mexico, and lived near that area that was supposedly this base that they used to hear what very much sounded like under like construction work going on underground, like under the town. They would hear this at night. And it seems very strange. I touched. mean that's just weird. So it's like there there hasn't been any quote unquote proof that it exists, but there hasn't really been any proof that it doesn't exist. So it's just really strange that they would try to shut it down and say that it was just this one guy and push so much of it around um Philip Benowitz just being crazy and he made up the whole thing. But um yeah, Mirage Man was very well done. I really think a lot of people should see it. And I mean, I it this this goes back to exactly what I was saying from the beginning that the US military is trying to deflect attention from classified aerospace projects. I really urge if you guys don't know about Bob Lazar, even though they I don't think they mentioned Bob Lazar in this documentary. He was the one that publicly came out and said and continues to say that he worked at the base next to Area 51 and he was specifically hired to back engineer alien technology. And they did everything to discredit this man. And they still come over, they still come after him now because he talks about element 113, which is an element that is not, it's on the periodic table, but it is not known any earthly substance. And he believes they, I think that they, the U.S. government believes that he has this element 113 and that he's trying to use it. Because they even, during the course of him filming this documentary with Richard Corbin, they came, like, they just did a total swat. Like, on his house, they had been listening in on his conversations. I mean, it was, it was fucking crazy. Like, if people don't think they're still not trying to come after people involved in this shit, like... They are absolutely trying to... They 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 absolutely are. Like, they're trying to come after people every which way they can who have any information whatsoever about any of this stuff because they'll do everything they can to discredit, discredit it. I'm sorry, it's element 115. I thought it was element 113, <laughs> but it was
0: element 115. 2319. <clears throat> um, I know,
1: right? But, yeah, I mean, this guy was a fucking genius. And they did... You know, all because they were like, uh, you know, God only knows what would happen or whatever. Yeah, it's Moscovium. It's a synthetic element that was synthesized in Russia by American scientists. So it was officially given the name after the Moscow Oblast where it was found. But there's no, it's it's not, there, there's nothing on Earth that, has this it's it's moscovium. it's extremely radioactive it has the most known <laughs> isotope it's uh it, it's yeah it's nuts I mean this fucking thing it, it's just crazy if you guys know anything about chemistry it's really fucking nuts and the fact that like you can't find this element on earth anywhere like you, you can't find it so it's like well then where the fuck did it come from and why how did it how did it end up here and then, again, like, Russia How did being, it get here? How did Russia get... You know, and again, with Russia, like, we've always been in competition with their airspace. So, like, how could we believe... Like, you don't think they've been visited by aliens? That they don't have alien technology? That things haven't happened? I mean, I'm... Obviously, a lot of it will never know because they keep that hush-hush. Um, that shit's not even hush-hush. They're like, oh, no, 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 it's that's definitely not hush-hush anymore, but... Uh so there's they go on more to talk about Rendlesham Forest in 1980. That was essentially Britain's Roswell. It was a UFO that was seen over a US base um near Rendlesham Forest, uh, which is in England. And um that was another one of those that the reporters it was in Suffolk, England, uh, or United States Air Force Base. And uh, Lieutenant Colonel and several other people reported seeing this craft. And um, yet again, they were, you know, they were discredited. They were visited by men in black, all of the men involved. Um In 2018, it's been claimed, just, as, as late as 2018, it's been claimed that it was a complete hoax. Um and I think a lot of that just has to do with the people involved just not wanting to be harassed anymore. Um, there are, again, that other gentleman that was a part of a government. Uh, he worked for the government but would not get involved as to what he did or where he worked. He, goes, he says that there are NSA off-site locations that are hidden in plain sites, often in a small strip mall of office buildings. And their protocol is to wear black suits or military attire. So he's even suggesting that these, quote unquote, men in black are actually part of the NSA. And that's part of their protocol is to wear these black suits, I guess, to just maybe for people not to notice. I can see how the average person would not notice, but people would notice. I I just really feel like that's something that's just going to, stand out if you're wearing a black suit for no
0: reason like that's just gonna really stand out i feel Um, like that would bring more attention to you than away. if you're wearing black suits just you know and for out of nowhere it's kind of like and i'm i'm not trying to offend anybody that is a jehovah's witness but it's kind of like jehovah's witness like they wear suits and they very much stand out. Like I'm not gonna see some Like the white shirt with the tie with the black pants. I mean like yeah. very much stand Mormons, out. You're gonna bring attention Mormons, to yourself. Yeah. Like people are gonna It's not know. normal for you to walk around and wearing suits unless you're part of an part of something. You're not going to a dinner party when you're just walking around You know, dressed up in a black suit. Right, exactly. So
1: um I did go into the incident in Niagara Falls in 2013. That's kind of where they ended it at that point is one of the most recent settings, sightings. Um, And then I told you guys about that TikTok that I saw more recently that it didn't exactly say when it happened, but it has been within the last at least, I think, five five or ten years or so. They were saying that um, a man in black walked into an office, approached a woman at the front desk, there was no words exchanged, but she stood up, walked out with him, and then you never saw the woman again. Um, but there was really no context. It was just, it was really strange. So if it was in, it was in the last five to 10 years, it wouldn't have been very long after the security footage from 2013 was posted in Niagara Falls. So it less, at least up until that point, we know there's sightings, um, But one of the ones that was really poignant, and this is kind of one of the first times that someone famous has ever come out, and he still talks about this story. He actually even mentioned it when he was on the Joe Rogan Experience a couple of years. I think it's been at least a couple of years ago now, a year, maybe a year. Um, Dan Aykroyd, famously in 2002, he was involved in a, he was trying to get a TV show made called Out There, that was the name of the the show, and it was all... The entire show was going to be about UFOs. And um, actually, Richard Dolan was going to be involved with the sh- like, basically, like, as a consultant. But that was the whole center of the show. Um, and if a lot of people don't know, Dan Aykroyd, he comes from... His entire family are spiritualists. Like, they, they are people that used to do seances going as far back in, in his family. So he has always really been when he, he actually came up with the concept for Ghostbusters and the original concept of Ghostbusters was really, really dark. I mean, it dealt with like possessions and, um, yeah, it was really dark because he, that's, that's where Dan Aykroyd was writing it from was experiences of, of supposedly, allegedly, or however you want to believe of, of, of spirits of like the ectoplasm of like spirits leaving like he's the one that brought up that word like nobody knew what ectoplasm was that was never written anywhere until dan Aykroyd made that a part of the like ghostbusters (laughs) zeitgeist um because that was something that he supposedly witnessed in these like seances when he was a kid so he was like he's always been deep into spiritual stuff and ghosts and aliens like deep 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 i mean he's a he's a thousand percent a believer a thousand percent even now because i think he mentioned that on that podcast that he's been working with tom DeLong and his project who would have ever thought the guy from Blink 182 would be this deep in the aliens and he is deep guys and apparently according you, to i just uh, walked to him
0: and be like where are
1: you he wants to be on a spaceship i'm so sorry He wants to be on a spaceship. Um, But, I mean, even Travis Barker said, uh, they've, they've all said that from the very start of the, this is, it seems, it's new to us, but the guys in, Mark and Travis both have always said Tom has always been into aliens and UFOs. Always. It's all he would ever talk about. The entire time he was with the band. So it's it's new to us, but this has never been any, this is not something new that's been new in Tom DeLonge's life. And you know what, listen, bravo to him. If this is really his passion and what he wants to do, besi- you know, he wants to be into
0: Aliens and not music, why not? You know, more power It's to like run. Kristen Stewart. She went out there and did a ghost show and she's looking for queer people to be in the show with her. And I'm like, I volunteer as fucking tribute. I would love to be in a ghost show with Kristen Stewart. A thousand
1: fucking percent. See,
0: here's the problem, though. It'd be really hard for me to focus on the ghost. She's, yes. Because her. (laughs) Her.
1: Um, But yeah, he, so famously, he was on the phone with Britney Spears because she was hosting Saturday Night Live. And she, they were talking just to, you know, I mean, he was on Saturday Night Live forever. He's like, Saturday Night Live royalty. Right. Um, so basically just giving her pointers of, like, things to do on the show because it was her first time hosting, and like most people know, if you host on Saturday Night Live, you become a, you're become you part of the sketches. Um, and that's when he, he stepped outside to smoke a cigarette. He's on the phone with her, sees this guy standing next to her car just staring at him, dressed in black, black suit, whole deal, everything you hear about men in black, just staring at him. And he's like, what? And then literally enough to, like, turn his back and look again, Gone. Car gone. Guy gone. Could not have been gone that fast. Like, really weird. So, he hangs up with Britney Spears, and then, I think it was something like either the next day... No, it was like two hours later. Like, literally the same night that this all happened. Two hours later, gets a call from the producer that's like, the show was... we're, We're done with the show. And it was never explained to him why. He was never told why. Studio, nobody, nothing. Just... Just we're not doing on, the show anymore. Just cancel. That's it. So, I mean, come on now. Like. That seems a little sus. And there hasn't and there hasn't been any other show like that since. That seems a little sus. I mean, not anything where they were like credibly. T- okay, we've had Ancient Aliens and we've had all that stuff. But nothing to where like they're really wanting to focus on a show that's specifically doing interviews with people who have had UFO experiences or in some other type of close encounters. And we know that there's still UFOologists out there. And these are prominent people. Like, I I don't know. I There's a reason for all of it. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm more of the belief that, again, I really urge a lot of people to see Mirage Men, even though they didn't mention it in this documentary, except to show the footage of Richard Doty from it. Um, I really do. I really think it's more believable that they are, I I do believe at one time, and I think it was more believable, especially in the 50s and 60s, when a lot of the, uh, a lot of UFOs were seen, and not even so much UFOs, but there was really a lot of, like, contact happening. Like, there was actual, people were actually getting abducted. There were a lot of these abduction stories. Um, where I think it was really more other aliens not wanting people to know. I'm a firm believer in that. I think now it's not so much that as our government doesn't want us to know about any type of back-engineering alien technology that we're involved in. Um, they absolutely don't want us to know. I don't think, you know, but when have they ever hit anything <coughs> us? you? Yeah. <know>? Um, <laughs> No, I just think it's funny anytime you talk about this kind of stuff because it does kind of go down a conspiracy theory line and I get it, but there's this really famous, and I saw the clip go around TikTok and Instagram a lot of an amazing comedian named Ron Funches. I absolutely love him. If you don't know who he is, he's a treasure. And he said, you know, okay, I get get not believing in some conspiracy theories, but you don't believe in any conspiracy (laughs) theories? None of them? Like, you just walk around thinking the government is telling you the truth 100% about everything. I mean, it's like, it's one of the greatest bits ever. Because really, it's like, you know, I get a lot of that. There's a lot. Listen, there's a reason I don't post anything on September 11th. Because people really don't want to know what I think. And <laughs> I just want the truth. That's all I want. Just want the truth. Just, you know, not too much to ask. I guess it's too much to ask. But I. it's really the, you know... We know. Listen, conspiracies are real. We know conspiracies are real. We know conspiracies happen. We know the government. I mean, you can you can Google Gulf of Tonkin and a giant Wikipedia page pops up. That was a conspiracy. Um so there are, we know that they, we know that actual conspiracies exist. We know governments have con, have committed conspiracy. We know these things exist. We know they happen. So I think that's why conspiracy theories are so easy, because we know that there are actual conspiracies. And there's nothing wrong with the theory. And a lot of theories have a lot of really credible evidence if the whole truth and nothing but the truth has come out or is ever going to come out at some point. So, um, yeah, yeah. Just without putting my tinfoil hat on fully, because I really would like to do more episodes like this. I think it's starting to get to where you can really blur the lines with some conspiracy stuff, with paranormal stuff. I think it's really easy to do that, and I think we're seeing more and more of that now. Um, But yeah, without putting my tinfoil hat on too fully, because I know people like... (sighs) Some people just really are like, really? And I'm like, but again... That Ron Funches bit, if you really want to walk around thinking the government is telling you the truth 100% of the time, my hat is off to you. Keep walking around with blinders, and I hope your rainbow Field unicorn world is wonderful. Because um, that's just not the way it works. But if you... <laughs> I just... No. I do. I just think that's funny, though. I really do. I think that's hilarious. I could see people like, well, 9-11, aliens, and you really want to... Okay, fine. But if you want to believe everything is true...
0: Then you just go on with your bad self, like and you, um, keep, and you keep believing. That. You really, you really want to go on your entire life thinking that the government, all governments, tell us the truth.
1: All of them, if anything. I am not just talking about ours because I don't want to get this bullshit. If, of, if,
0: you know, American. I'm. I
1: love this country. Okay, that's not even what I'm. That's that's because you'll get those people. You will
0: get those people. Um, it's listen, all governments. It's all listen. governments. If the last two years genuinely has shown you anything or taught you anything, it is that the government lies. All of them. They all suck. They all lie. To all of us. And that's one of the reasons why- and the they all has... care about the almighty dollar. It's one of the reasons why all money, of us money, are money, realizing money. what's going on and why all of us are getting pissed. Because we're all realizing- it is a great awakening. It really is. It really is. It's truly the awakening with what's happening with millennials, especially millennials and elder millennials and Gen Z or Gen X. Uh, some some elder Gen Zs are realizing it too, how working is a scam. And when you...
1: Money is a scam. Money is not real.
0: Money is a scam. Money is legitimately not real because you're going to fucking tell me like all of this money, that's quote-unquote, like, everything that happened with COVID. Like, money money doesn't matter. Money isn't real. And that's yeah. one of the things that genuinely fucked me up. I knew that, but to actually see it
1: happening... Yeah, I don't think this is anything new with anybody. I don't think any of this is anything new no. with anybody. I think it's just... Seeing it. It was so in-your-face blatant Yeah. now. And again, unlike... Back when all these other things were going on, when you know all these other conspiracies were happening in the '60s, the '70s, the '80s, and '90s, you didn't have the internet as prevalent as we do now. So now they're you you can't hide. The government can't keep lying to you because you just you can just get on your phone and go ah, ah no no there's studies there's this there's that like you can't y- yeah so there's there's no there's nothing the the curtain has been pulled back, wizard, and there is no wizard of Oz. There is no wizard. The wizard is not real. It's not real. So I think that's more of what happened. It, it's yeah. It's the advent it's of that we... public information that is at everybody's fingertips. So there's no bullshitting anymore. You can't. You can fact check at at a moment's notice, literally everything. So and
0: people are actually. It's, it's like you're talking about with the conspiracies and the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Things that people have been talking about and believed in are coming true. Yeah. And they're things that, just like the whole alien things, like when they quote unquote basically said that aliens were real, all of us were like, yeah, this isn't news. Like, yeah, because it took, it took, we all by, knew. It took government, it took military
1: personnel, it took Air Force personnel finally to not be bullied like they had been for for decades and scared, um, into not saying anything that they're like, no, nope, I'm not gonna let you do that. This is real. People need to know this is real. People need to know this happened. And again, even they said, we're not sailing. This is alien. We're saying, this is what I think is really an interesting too. Again, going back to this being more our technology that we're back engineering is that even Commander Fav- Fravor, a lot of these, him and the other, uh, gentlemen, even they said we're not saying this is alien. We're just saying these these were unidentified, literally unidentified flying objects. We don't know where these came from. So even they aren't saying it's alien. It's the government that's saying it's alien. What if what they experienced was back engineered technology, and they don't, and the government doesn't want them talking about this? What if them saying, "Hey guys, yeah, it's aliens," is just a way to gaslight us into what is the government
0: lit us? The government's never gaslighted It's
1: like the us. worst narcissistic codependent relationship
0: <laughs> ever. It really is.
1: Pizza? can I have some more? It's just so awful. They really do I though. Mean, it they really they is. it's you're really- yeah, you're
0: right. You're 100 percent
1: correct. It's just it's so awful. It really is. But yeah, I mean we'll leave it on that note. Like I said, I don't I don't want to like fully put my tinfoil hat on, sitting here like Joaquin Phoenix and signs. But again, yeah. If you if you believe that there's no lying and there never has been in the FBI and the government and the CIA and all of these other military and none of them in any other country have ever lied about anything, then ma to you. (laughs) I love that. I love good (coughs) big kiss to you, Patrick. And you just continue to live under that rock. So. It's nice and comfy under that rock, so yeah, you know, it took me forever to realize he lives under a rock. <laughs>
0: it took you a minute, didn't it?
1: Anyway, <laughs> like, do you live under it's, a rock? It actually, took me, it took me way too long. I just want to say that for the record. Just so people aren't like, she's really smart. No, I'm not. Not all the time. Um, I have some really dumb moments. And that was literally all one of them. We so all do. I was literally, I was like, under a rock. <laughs> this only took like 20 years. Um, but that's okay. It's all right. You you got it. It's okay. You hey, got it. I eventually figured you it did. out. You did. <laughs> Can you imagine how many
0: people are listening to this right now? And they're like what? You've got half people that are like, oh my god, are you serious? And then you have the other half going, holy shit! He does live under... You're welcome and you're welcome. Everybody's welcome. Everybody. (laughs) I would also like to give Becky a huge shout out for carrying a lot of this podcast because (sighs) I had had old notes and I just wanted to take a lot of pressure off of Casper and give her a cola and left her poor throat try to recover because i noticed last week talking a lot when i would talk a lot it it my throat would be like tickle 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 irritation
1: <laughs> so i try i think that's why i got a little flunked <laughs> at one point I had to get some water it was not the
0: rona i just i was just like oh, i've been talking so much again um mm-hmm. but no i i want to thank you for that oh I mean, yeah you helping my covid brain and my cough i'm just glad i had time today to watch the documentary again and i had old notes
1: so yeah i, I still watched... take notes guys like, sometimes you gotta man left me you gotta i'm so glad that's something from high school that has stuck around because it has notes listen the last couple weeks with these pockets the notes have saved us so that's because <laughs> it's things that we my high school like, note taking what two so, months ago yeah and now we're just it's like oh god what was what happened (laughs) um but yeah i it's no problem and we're getting ready to wrap this up see i'm barely talking
0: and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i know in the
1: beginning we didn't do um oh yeah calm your body down i'm sorry it's fine and you definitely don't have to sing it wait till your i cannot wait till your voice is recovered but um i just want to say again real quick because it is this saturday that anybody that is in the southwest ohio cincinnati area that there will be another workshop market um so please check back check on the instagram as much as possible for all of that information of where it will be pumpkin spice bath bombs are here they are available on etsy and they will be on sale along with all the other bath bombs and body creams at the workshop market so please if you happen to be in the area stop by and check it out from 10 to 2 this saturday otherwise (coughs) everything can be bought on etsy with free shipping um and it's calm your body down everywhere you look so i just wanted to throw that out there because the market is this saturday um and then of course our merch uh teespring it's wonderful stuff we've got shirts stickers bags mugs please 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 buy it you are really helping to support us and maybe our future endeavors at a booth at a uh, poorhound convention or some work really convention like at some point. Yes, please. Um, but yes, uh, please support us. And uh, I will let Casper
0: do all the plugs. And, and um, we'll wrap merch, this up. The merch is on the link trees on all of yes. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll let DFWTO 8811 I'm His telling Twitter. you, this COVID brain shit um, is Twitter.
1: Yes, I just want and, to shout out Teespring because they make great yes, stuff. Yes, they're and, and they I have love been those a wonderful company to work with.
0: Um, and then DFWTO podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, please email us at DFWTO eighty four ninety three at gmail.com Also, please give us a follow and a subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, and Spotify, so you always know when we have new episodes out. We're we've been consistent the last couple weeks. We're hoping to stay that way. Uh, regardless of the Rona. So um oh uh next week. Um uh, before I forget to tell you guys, also in two weeks, not next week, the week after, we are going to be doing an episode where we are reviewing Orphan First Kill. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because the movie is going off of Paramount Plus September thirtieth. So make sure Thank you for telling me that make sure <laughs> no, to watch it um Before the episode, because there will be spoilers, but I'm just letting you guys know two weeks ahead of time, just so you have more time to prepare for that one, because that movie is actually going off of Paramount Plus September 30th. Original Orphan is also going to be on there until September 30th. So... um, I will be watching Orphan First Kill... Uh, probably sometime next week when I have the
1: time to, Casper has seen it and says it's really good. It's really I've been good. hearing really great things about it, but yeah, I'm glad you said that so people have time to watch it um, because we are going to have a ton of spoilers and uh, yeah, it will be, it'll be gone um, so you'll either have to buy it to stream it or buy the DVD But uh,
0: I'll probably buy the DVD, it's yeah. really fucking good um, but next week is Penhurst Pennhurst, week, Pennhurst yeah. Asylum, we actually were pretty surprised that we have not talked about Pennhurst Asylum um, and I saw an episode of, like, Scariest Places in America or something like that. I was like, have we done an episode on Pennhurst Asylum? And we have not. So that is what we are talking about next week. Well, and I think it
1: kind of was interesting that it coincided to, uh, Pennhurst is mentioned on Stranger Things this past season, guys. So, uh, yeah. So that was another interesting thing, if you guys didn't know. Um, so that was kind of funny that it all sort of coincided with, uh... We've never talked about Penhurst, and Pennhurst Penhurst was mentioned pretty prominently on Stranger Things. It's where, um, what, what, well, I, what Vecna's dad what was Freddie. <laughs> Freddie
0: was locked up. Freddie, the so, actual, uh, Freddie, yeah, like actual Freddie, like Robert Englund, was locked up. So, uh, yeah, I am so excited to talk about that. That is, yeah, me too. Place is crazy. All right, my dudes. Well. We hope you have a wonderful week. Stay safe, and I think that's everything else. So did we remember
1: where we all are. And I did. We,
0: okay, all the all this stuff. So the stuff. The socials. Spotify,
1: please, please no banners. We are a horror podcast, okay? Just
0: please, and thank you. Okay. Anyway, we love you guys.
1: Thank
0: you. All right. <laughs> all right, my dudes. Um, also, just a quick thing. Make sure to check out the Chucky. Trailer for season two. Please. Oh my god! It yes, came please. out today. Oh my god! It's um, so good. It's fantastic. So, good. Um, Scream Six has wrap production apparently. Uh, that's coming out in March of 2023. Holy oh, shit! And um, Halloween ends. Tickets are going on sale for that very soon. That comes out in literally a month. So, I'm, guys, I marked my calendar. I did too for it. I, I, uh,
1: we're going to the premiere. Of oh, we are. Okay. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. I gotta get, and I gotta
0: get some some Halloween gear. So, yes. Yeah. I got me a that's really cool late. flannel from Spirit Halloween that I love. It says Myers, and on the back of it it says Haddonfield. It's very cool. Um but uh, yeah, that's it. Literally, oh, literally comes out a month. I have a straight out of Haddonfield shirt. There you go. i can wear that. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, guys. Well, have a wonderful week. We love you and remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Okay, bye. Peace.